Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 92. Today's podcast is a short solo episode where I will be sharing with you a few of my favorite journal prompts right now. I am a massive fan of journaling and I've recorded two podcasts in the past that include other prompts and also just questions to ask yourself. Journaling has so many benefits and it's one of those things that If you can get past the idea of it, sometimes it's the idea of it that stops people from doing it. They think that they have to do it perfectly. If you can get past the idea of doing it well, it is such an amazing tool for introspection and reflection and growth ultimately. There is no one way to journal the right way. You might find that you really like to write in dot points, in bullet form, Or you might like to write more as though you're telling a story and it could vary from day to day. You know, on one day it could be that you just need to scribble out a few fast thoughts and you might even number them one to ten. And other days you might find that you can fill pages and pages and pages. One of the questions that I do get a lot is how do you start journaling? And my biggest piece of advice is to just start. It is to remove any expectation on the right way to do it, as I mentioned, but it's to just put pen to paper and start. So in saying that, it can be helpful to have a couple of prompts when you begin. And these are prompts, these are questions that you can write down on a piece of paper and just write down your responses. And maybe if you're out and about now, perhaps you're on a walk and you don't have the time and space to write them down, what you could do is you could just reflect, take a moment to kind of meditate and think about each question. So after I mention it, you could easily press pause on this podcast and really, really think about that question and see what comes to mind for you. There are so many reasons, as I think I've probably already said, that journaling can really, really enhance your life. 
And if I'm honest, I think the biggest reason is that it makes us aware that we are so multi-layered and multi-dimensional and it brings an awareness that if we, you know, us as individuals, you, if you are that multi-layered, that individual, that unique, if you have so many different ways of thinking and you still are going throughout the process of getting to know yourself, it gives you so much empathy and awareness for other people as well because if you're still learning to get to know yourself, then I don't know, it just allows you to look at other people with so much more kindness and compassion because we all have so many things going on. So I just wanted to include that because it's something that has been on my mind as well. So I have five journal prompts that I wanted to really include and focus in on this episode. The other two podcasts that I recorded on this topic have 10 prompts, I think. So this will be a shorter one. So the first one is, it's a bit of a finish this sentence type vibe, but it is, I feel most alive when dot, 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 fill in the blank. When do you feel most alive? A lot of us are going throughout the day on autopilot. We're doing all of the things that we did yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before, because they are our habits. And we may be enjoying some of those things, but we may just be doing a lot of those things because they are just habit. So really asking yourself, when do I feel most alive? And noticing that, because if you notice when you feel most lit up, most alive, it's a little window into what you could perhaps, I guess, channel into for a passion project or just to bring more into your life. It will give you an appreciation for that thing or those things or those moments. And yeah, it's just about getting to know yourself really. So when do you feel most alive? Another way to frame this question could be, when do I lose track of time? We are often just so hyper aware, so cognizant of the time that we're spending on certain tasks or we're counting down the minutes. You know, it's like, oh, I've got another half an hour to do here or that will take me 60 minutes or two hours until I can go to bed, four hours until I'm home, another hour until I see my kids, whatever it is. A lot of the time we are wishing time away. And so noticing when is it that you lose track of time? Is it when you're out running Is it when you're with a certain person? Is it when you're drawing? Is it gardening? Is it playing an online game? Like where do you lose yourself? Just notice that, write it down, write your response or think on it for a couple of moments. And if you can't come up with anything, then a technique that I heard recently, when you're lost completely for an answer, when you cannot come up for an answer, make a commitment to write down 10 things, which sounds counterintuitive. But if you force yourself to write down 10 things, then at least one of those things on the list will likely be something that sticks in your mind. The next prompt or fill in the sentence is, I surrender to pleasure when? So when is it throughout your day, throughout your month, your year, your week, that you find yourself really surrendering to pleasure? Do you have a prerequisite that you have to complete 
certain tasks before you can really, really soak up the pleasure that is around you. It's just an interesting one to ponder. And I know for certain that women out there will be going, wow, I don't actually know when I allow myself to surrender to pleasure. And I think that that could be because we get so tightly wound up, we're so in control all the time and we're taskmasters and we're doing all the things and we're operating from our masculine energy and that's a great place to be. But if you are truly feminine at your core, asking yourself, when is it that you surrender to pleasure? What do you have to do to allow yourself to have that pleasure in your life? The next one is, if adding more pleasure to my day was a priority, what would that look like? So that third prompt piggybacks off number two for sure. So number two is asking yourself when you surrender to pleasure. And then number three is asking if I made including more pleasure in my day a top priority, what would that look like? It's interesting to think about that one. Would it look like getting up half an hour earlier so that you could catch a sunrise? Would it be buying yourself some beautiful underwear? Would getting more pleasure in mean you really, really take your time and enjoy each and every meal? What would it be like? I think that that is a really, really cool one to write down in particular because you could kind of diarize it into your day. What would it look like if it was a priority? And then also what's stopping you? What's holding you back from including it as a priority? And that can be an interesting one. In so many conversations that I've had, you know, both in real life and also online, women talk about the fact that they feel that they have to be a martyr and they have to reach a certain level of martyrdom to allow themselves pleasure. They have to justify it. Like I've done X, Y, Z, so I'm entitled to this. But what if you just made seeking more pleasure a priority? What would that look like? Number four, I love this one. If I really, really loved and respected my body, I would dot, dot, dot. What would you do if you had unconditional love for your body and you really, really respected the vessel that you are in? How would you act? How would you show up for it each day? What would you do to show your body? What would you do to really, really feel that? And that one might seem uncomfortable for some of you listening because I think that a lot of women struggle to love their bodies. And I don't blame anyone. I've certainly been trapped in a body before, felt trapped in a body before that I couldn't love. And it's an awful way to feel. But if you ask yourself that simple question of, if I loved and respected my body, how would I act? It might just give you a couple of unlocks, a couple of places to start. Because ultimately, I think that we do have that intrinsic knowledge when we dig a little deeper on what we should be doing for ourselves. So it could be as simple as if I loved and respected my body more, I wouldn't speak harshly to it. I would speak nicely. I would use nice words to describe myself. I would admire what I have. I would touch myself. 
It could be I would drink more water. I would choose foods that make me feel satisfied and energized. It's a good one to think about. There are so many different answers that could come up. Now, the last one is my favorite. (laughs) I saved this one for last because it is my ultimate journal prompt that I have been asking myself every single day for a little while now. And it's really, really helpful. So fingers crossed it's helpful for someone out there. And that is, what would wisdom say to me right now? So broad, so broad, and it can apply to so many different situations. But if you sit down and you write, what would wisdom say to me? You'll be surprised, I think, at what comes out. You will know what wisdom would say to you. And it could be as simple as go to bed, have a sleep, think about it, sleep on it, listen to your inner voice. It could be massive. It could be like, what would wisdom say? Wisdom would tell me that it's okay to quit my job and go traveling. Um, Maybe not now, given everything that's going on in the world, but just ask, what would wisdom say to me right now? And I think that ultimately that is another reframing of asking yourself the question, what do I need right now? Which is one that I asked a friend today who was having a bit of a tricky time. And I just said, what do you need? Like, what is it that you need? And that, again, is so broad, but it applies to so many different things. What do you need right now in this current moment? Do you need nurturing? Do you need fun? Do you need lightness? Do you need connection? What is it that you need and how can you grasp it? How can you bring it into your life? I hope that these journal prompts are helpful for those of you who are interested in trying them. And I really, really do encourage everyone to try. Perhaps if five feels too overwhelming, just start with one or commit to answering one of those every day for five days in a row and see how you feel. The habit of journaling is It's just so powerful. It really is. And I know so many people will say, I'm not a journaler, I'm not a journaler. But ask yourself the question, is it true? Or is it just that you've not built the habit of it? When it does come to building habits, it's really good to get into the rhythm of doing it at the same time each day or setting it with other habits that you do daily. And I've spoken um, in the podcast where I shared some of the books that I loved about two books that I listened to recently in the last year about habit building. And they both talk about habit stacking. They use different language, but it's effectively the same thing. So it's bridging one habit with one that you already do. So if you have a habit of um, stretching of a morning, then you bridge your journaling with that. Or if you have a habit of having a coffee as soon as you wake up every morning, then put your journal next to the kettle. Like it could just be that simple of having the visual prompt. So setting yourself up for success. And if you have young children, maybe you want to put your journal actually into the bathroom or the toilet area so that you can go in there and quickly journal of a morning. That could be helpful. I'm a big fan of getting it done in the morning just because... 
And I know that some people are definitely night owls, but if you get it done in the morning, it is done. It is taken care of. It is sorted. You are less likely, I think, to not do it because if you get to the end of the day and you're exhausted, it's probably going to be far more tempting to turn Netflix on rather than take the 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes that it would to sit down and do some reflection. So that's my two cents on the topic. Fingers crossed it's helpful. As always, it would mean the absolute world to me if you do take a screenshot of this. Post it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kylie Camps and I will reshare your story. And I just so appreciate you choosing to listen to the podcast. So thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.